0: Uh, what we go through to get to christmas and uh... we're finally here twenty four hours from now we'll have eaten the turkey and sample there all the delicious things that have been baked and prepared and then we'll be googling our you know fitness centers to for the new year but it'll all be good so glad you're here let me just give you a little instructions before we begin and each of you has received a candle, and I would suggest that children under the ages of 10, please don't participate in this part, just for fire safety. But at the appropriate time, the volunteers will come forward, and they will have a lit candle. Just tilt yours into the flame and light your candle, then hold it upright so that your neighbor can light their candles well and so on, and we will enjoy the candles together. Well, uh, Bev and I were kind of cleaning up the apartment in order to get ready for Christmas. And I noticed a very heavy box. And I pulled it out and opened the lid. And inside were six eggs and what I thought was about a 1,000 loonies. And I I asked Bev, uh, what are the eggs doing in this box? And she told me that every time I deliver a bad sermon, one that flops, she puts an egg in the box. Well, after 35 years of uh, delivering messages, I thought, not bad, only six bad sermons. And so then I, just as I was feeling good, I asked her, what are all the loonies doing in there? You know, there's about a 1,000 loonies here. And she said, oh, that's simple. When I have 12 eggs, I sell them for a loonie. <laughs> Hopefully you're not buying eggs from my wife. I really appreciate the privilege of being here with you on this Christmas Eve. And during this season, we've been remembering the birth of Jesus and why that needs celebration. Jesus came through the doorway from eternity to earth for each of us. Christmas reminds me how much God loves each of us. And God wanted us to know that God sent his son Jesus in order to demonstrate his great love for us. There was a letter that was circulating in the first century, and it was written to first century Christians who were becoming discouraged. They knew about Jesus. Many of them had seen him. They heard about his birth and about his life, how he healed the sick, healed the lame and the blind, and even brought some people from the dead back to life. They knew he had power over nature. He had walked on water, he had calmed storms, he had turned water into wine and they were well acquainted with his teaching some of his teaching was very difficult to receive and through his teaching he was telling people that he was God that he had come to earth to show what God really was like some of the people the first century believers seen how Jesus had died on the cross for the sins and failings of mankind they knew he was buried and he was in the tomb for three days. Others had seen Jesus after he had come alive and was raised from the dead. He knew that he was going back to his father to prepare a place for each person and that he would return and receive them unto himself. So the first century believers believed that Jesus was God and that he would return to planet Earth. What was confusing for them was that they expected Jesus' return very soon. And since it was not happening as soon as they thought, they were tempted to believe and abandon belief in Jesus. They felt they had misplaced their hope in Christ. So the writer to the Hebrews penned these words in Hebrews 12, verse 2. They said, fixing your eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of your faith the writer was telling them that their hope is still in Christ it was not misplaced and so they was asked to the writer was asking them to stop placing their their eyes on circumstances their faith in circumstances and look to the life of Jesus as to who he really was. Tonight I want to address those who have lost hope. Perhaps you grew up in a Christian environment and ran into some experiences and concluded, I can't believe anymore. Even though you return for special services like this, you no longer believe in Christ. Perhaps at one time you prayed a prayer and you trusted God and he or she died anyway. Maybe somebody walked out of your life and your marriage, bad things happened, and you couldn't reconcile your experiences to the faith that was handed to you as a child. Others of you have been disappointed by Christian people. It left you felt, feeling disillusioned and disappointed. Some walked away because you felt you could never measure up to the ideals that you were taught. You violated your own rules, and you felt you disappointed God. And now you carry guilt and shame and regret because of the seasons and the spring breaks and the weekends of your life, and you feel disillusioned and disappointed. Maybe you're like me, and you grew up in a religious environment. I came from a good home with Wonderful parents, loving parents. But looking back, I now see how fear took hold of them, and they created rules to protect me. Then my boyhood church mixed Jesus with the rules, and it didn't make any sense to me. Things like movies and dancing and team sports were taboo. Now, I'm not blaming anyone. Really, I'm not but it seemed that anything that was fun was that God was against. In my mid-teens, I was ready to throw everything overboard. I did not want to do anything with God or the church because I thought he was, God was controlling and condemning. I was plagued by fear and guilt and shame. Thankfully, my uncle, who is the pastor of this church, took me for lunch and said, Elvin, the ideas you have about God aren't even true. He said to me, in essence, fix your eyes on Jesus, because he's the one that you need to follow. And that conversation changed my life. I had to change my reference point, and my eyes were because my eyes were fixed on something other than Jesus Christ. Please hear me tonight. If you have left Christianity or you're contemplating leaving, chances are your religious frame of reference focused you on something other than Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, others have fixed your eyes on something other than what the author to Hebrews said we should focus our eyes on. We're to fix our eyes on Jesus. And here's why. The story of Christmas reminds us that Jesus left the comforts of heaven and came and walked through the doorway of eternity to earth and fully identified with you and me. His life was not sanitized. He did not have the life of the rich and famous. He was born in a barn with a stench of animal manure, Low-class and common folks like shepherds, along with royalty like wise men, discovered the baby Jesus and bowed in recognition that Jesus Christ was special and the king of sorts. The harsh reality was that Jesus was hunted and wished dead from when he was an infant. It began when wise men from the east inquired of Herod where was the Messiah, that this Christ child, to be born? So Herod was a bit nervous and asked, his chief priests and teachers of the law, where is this Christ child to be born? And in Matthew 2 it says, They answered Herod, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And when King Herod heard the reply of the chief priests and all the elders of the day that Jesus was to be born, he was jealous. Herod perceived Jesus as a threat to his power and to his dynasty. Enraged, Herod tried to find Jesus to kill him. So Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, escaped to Egypt. And when Herod could no longer find Jesus, he ordered all infants under the age of two to be killed, fulfilling what Jeremiah, the prophet, said hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. He said, A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more." When Herod died, Mary and Joseph returned to Israel learning of another tyrant reigning. And they, it was the son of Herod. And so they withdrew to the district of Galilee. It says he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. What is interesting is that Nazareth was the hood. It was the ghetto of the day it was the other side of the tracks the reputation of Nazareth was not good there was a saying about Nazareth nothing good comes out of Nazareth it was like living in Regina (laughs) I didn't anticipate that But Jesus' first few years were lived as a fugitive, disadvantaged, hunted, hated. By all accounts, the circumstances of his life were difficult and disturbing. The difficult and dark circumstances of Jesus' beginning and life on earth did not distract God from fulfilling Jesus' purpose. People tried to stop Jesus, But in spite of opposition, Jesus brought hope and healing and eternal life. And out of chaos, God brought light and hope to the world. And God can do the same for you. It doesn't matter what you're going through, what problems you're carrying in tonight. God can give you hope. Some of you say, what's the use? Elton, I'll never get out of debt. I'll never find a partner. I'll never find a fulfilling career. My family will never get along. This Christmas, I want you to know this, that nothing can stop the purposes of God for your life. I invite each one of you tonight to fix your eyes on Jesus Christ. Stop looking at your circumstances. Stop looking at what's wrong. Not what has happened to you, not what other people are doing to you. Fix your eyes on Jesus Christ tonight because He is the hope, the hope of the world. There are some of you here tonight who have never contemplated a life with Jesus Christ. And God did not come to condemn you. God can be with you because God is for you. God loves you. He's created you. He's made you for a purpose. He's made you unique, and he has gifted to each one of you. And he's put you on this planet for a very specific purpose. And you can begin your life tonight with optimism and with hope. Would you fix your eyes on Christ? When you realize your need of forgiveness and grace and acknowledge that Jesus is the one who gives us eternal life and hope and a new, brand new life, God adopts you into his family. And you have a brand new family, a family that loves you. And you become a son or a daughter of God's family. And as a family member, Jesus promises that everything that he has, he extends to you. He gives it to you. Because Jesus came through the doorway of Christmas just for every last one of us. And you can enter that doorway through faith tonight and place your life and your circumstances on the person of Christ. Tonight, as we light the Christmas candle, remember, it's a picture. It's a picture of what Jesus Christ has done for each of us. He's the light of the world. And Jesus appeared into the dark and messy world with light and hope. And He took people who were imperfect, just like me and just like you, and He loves us and He cleans us up and He inserts us into the family of God. And that's what Jesus does. Nothing that you have done, no matter how dark it is, can extinguish the light of Christmas. So please, don't focus on what you've done wrong. Fix your eyes on Christ. So as you accept the light of the candle tonight, just silently and quietly breathe a prayer Just say, God, help me. Help me want you. God, find me. God, I want you. God, rescue me and heal me because I need you. God, I need your light. And if you whisper these prayers, there are statements and windows of light that God can come in and give you hope. Tonight, you can open your life to Jesus Christ and find that nothing is impossible with God. Take your eyes off of everything that troubles you and give your life to Christ tonight. As Brianne and John come to sing Christmas Eve in Bethlehem, would you open your life to the possibility of entering 2019 with Jesus Christ? He came through the doorway of Christmas to offer you hope. And would you focus on Christ and believe? So please take out your candles now. And the volunteers are coming right now to light your candle. Pass the flame on to the next person. And as you light your candle, I pray it represents Jesus bringing light and hope where there was darkness and despair. Jesus came to shine your life with hope. Would you receive it tonight?